Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell a story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories, reminders about deductions for your small business as the end of the year arrives, and who mall owners are now courting to fill empty spaces. Those stories after this. Small business never stops moving, so Dell's U.S.-based small business technology advisors are trained to keep up. Just call 877-BY-DELL to get connected with an advisor who will get to know your business and tailor a solution with Dell PCs powered by Intel Core processors that is right for you. So you can focus on your business and leave the tech questions to Dell. Call 877-BY-DELL to get in touch with a tech advisor today. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. With the House and Senate preparing to have negotiators hammer uh, hammer out a single unified tax reform bill for President Trump's signature, time for another look at how business would be impacted. We're joined now by tax advisor and attorney Mark Kohler, also author of a new book, The Business Owner's Guide to Financial Freedom, What Wall Street Isn't Telling You. Mark, what about deductions? Well, this is my favorite time of year, and I'm not just talking eggnog and Christmas movies. This is your chance to take a tax write-off for business purposes while you travel. Why are we not checking on our rental property, meeting with a client, meeting with a vendor where we travel for the holidays? Then that business trip is AKA also a holiday trip and it's legitimately a tax write-off. So explain how, like uh, you go to visit a a different office of yours, you mean? And then- Oh no, you bet Gordon. So to continue on this is like, for example, say you have a rental property where your kids are going to college. Have you picked up a rental property your grandma or your parents. This is where small business owners should be deploying their profits anyway, isn't to quality investments or diversifying their business model. And so why are we not building some business relationships where I like to travel gotcha. on yeah. a regular basis? Gotcha. What else to keep in mind? Well, I, this is a great time of year for having your also uh, your board of directors meeting, your board of advisors meeting. Now, <laughs> Gordon, you know, being a small business owner can be really lonely. <laughs> Well, (laughs) well, it's also a good time to strategize for the new year. Get around the table, your best friend, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, and have a constructive meeting. Say, okay, here's my plans for 2018. Here's what we're doing. Take notes. Hey, you just made your corporation or LLC more valid, and you got a tax write-off for that trip again to have your annual board meeting. Very good. So does that uh, does that mean you can shoehorn in a holiday office party under that? Well, great question. The office party is another animal, and and let me before I say office party, we got to talk percentages because this is a big GOP debate too. You know, the, these are, the Americans out there that have a day job, and and Paul Ryan is waving his postcard and wants everybody to file. You know, more simply, 
that's great for the, those out there in that model. But for the small business owner, we need this, this opportunity to get a little more creative on our tax return. So the travel, talking percentages, is 100% write-off. That's the airfare, the hotels, the Uber. But the meals are always going to be 50%. So even if you have that board of directors meeting, we got 50% write-off, and that's okay. Have that meal around the turkey or the ham. Mm. When it comes to office parties, they can be 100% write-off because you're building them for uh, collaboration, camaraderie, for better effective teamwork. Now, just having dinner isn't going to cut it. You've got to have an activity that brings the team together. But that party could be 100% write-off. Interesting. We're speaking with Mark Kohler, certified public accountant, also an attorney, and he's written a new book called The Business Owner's Guide to Financial Freedom. He also hosts a podcast. I mean, what else? I guess there's it's a shorter list of things you don't do, it sounds like. <laughs> what, uh, well, what else do you recommend here? Well, thank you so much, Gordon. I just love the American dream and small business. I know so many of your listeners are wanting those little strategies to make it more uh, successful. Now, here's another one business gifts around the holidays. This is a great marketing tool and also a great way to get a tax write-off because we're going to give out a little gift basket possibly. Mm -hmm. Now, the IRS's arcane rule is still limited to $25 for a business gift to a person, and uh, that doesn't include wrapping, shipping, or engraving. But that's, it's, it's kind of a terrible write-off. So a lot of people have found a gray area of saying, well, it's not to an individual, it's to a company. So it's legitimately a t company with a team. It can also be a useful gift. It could be some sort of technology gift or uh, something that the team or business could use, not just uh, Omaha Steaks or Harry and David. Okay. So, uh, but business gifts are a great thing to think about on the, on the ledger. So explain that further. So th this is an arcane rule, but you mentioned the gray area. The gray area. When you are sending it to a team, then you have more wiggle room than the 25 bucks, or no? Yeah, and that, it's, when you get gray, it's tricky. And I know some CPA out there is cringing. But what a lot of – I help a lot of clients in IRS audits and folks like that. And the IRS is generally reasonable in this area because they know you can't even get a gift basket for under $25 okay, now. Gotcha. It's the people that are abusing this rule. And so if you can keep it logical and sensical, then that gray area gets a little more white. Thanks, Mark. That is Mark Kohler, tax advisor and attorney. The book is called The Business Owner's Guide to Financial Freedom. Coming up next, who mall owners are suddenly entertaining as clients. And when shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. Mall owners long treated gyms like pool halls, unwanted tenants that attracted lower rent visitors. Now they're giving health clubs some of their best real estate. More from Wall Street Journal reporter Rachel Bachman. Rachel, what's trending? This happened some time ago at uh, grocery-anchored um, strip malls, sort of neighborhood strip malls, but it's really gathered momentum there. And um, it's, it's the most dramatic change is at large regional malls where people you know, come to understand as a mall, a big enclosed mall with sometimes hundreds of stores. And some of those malls are actually replacing department stores with large full-service health clubs, which just never used to happen. That's, it's quite a sea change culturally. All right, yeah, well, explain that, too. Why is it that uh, these gyms or other workout facilities were not welcome in malls? 
Well, people associated them, and we're talking, you know, mid-90s here, um, mall owners and tenants associated them with um, sort of a lower-rent clientele, with sort of the teenage weightlifter who would, um, you know, go pump iron and then maybe hang out in the parking lot and not shop at the other stores. And, of course, this perception meant that tenants did not want gyms anywhere near their stores, and they generally actually banned them from malls. Um, And this lasted for quite some time. Things started to sort of thaw more um, in the last 10 years or so, and that's really picked up steam recently, um, partly because, of course, malls are a little more distressed than they used to be. More people are shopping online, and they're overbuilt. But also the nature of fitness has, has really changed. Uh, do you think part of the reason that these gyms were not welcome was because of those pants those guys used to wear, like the, the muscle head guys used to wear? <laughs> could, could that That's have been part of it? That's one theory. That's one theory. And in fact, you, you kind of hit on something important, actually. Um, one of the reasons why people shop more is because there's there's nicer clothes to wear to the gym, and people feel comfortable um, wearing, like, yoga pants or, you know, a well-tailored kind of jacket um, out of the gym and next door to the grocery store or down, you know, down the um, road to the Hallmark store or something. Um, so that is actually a contributing factor, that people are more comfortable wearing um, what are now nicer clothes to work out. The other thing that's changed dramatically is there's so many different options now in terms of fitness centers. You know, in the 90s, it was the big box gym. That was really the only thing that was, you know, universally available. Um, Since then, we've had a couple of very large luxury chains, um, Equinox and Lifetime, that have spread all over the country. We have um, fitness boutiques that have exploded that are very specialized in, you know, cycling or boot camp or um, other things like that. Um, And those are much smaller, so those can fit into smaller malls, and they can all also fit into sort of more lifestyle type malls that are that are expanding and and being sort of rebranded in in that way. Thanks, Rachel. Wall Street Journal reporter Rachel Bachman. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is this morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's Gordon Deal, G Deal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.